0: What's up, Buzznet?
1: Welcome back to In Reference to the Podcast. I'm Amanda. I'm Heather. And today we're gonna try to find Loch Ness. They always get you. Tune was... in next time. Gonna we'll find him next time. Let's like throw it back to last year we went to Florida to visit my father and asked him. Asked him to buy a Loch Ness costume. He was like, I don't wear costumes. Yeah, he didn't think it was funny. We did not find our humor. Yeah, we thought it was hilarious. Which it was. Moving stuff. Okay. Okay, so. Ready to learn about some the, the history of Loch Ness? Yes. Duna. Donna. That's Jaws. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. You've never seen Jaws? I've never seen Jaws? What? I watch it every year during Shark Week. During Truck Week? Shark Week. Oh, I yeah. definitely thought you said truck. Big fish with a fin. What? Eat your whole. Ancestor of the Miklas. Alright, tell me about Loch Ness. I know he's not a shark. No, she isn't. Oh. (laughs) I did not know Loch Ness had a gender. Oh, I'm assuming. Not to assume, but it says, or affectionately called Nessie. I feel like it's weird to call a guy Nessie. I was trying to think of a name that Nessie could be short for. Which isn't really any shorter than Loch Ness. Not really lives in the Scottish Highlands. Nessie was first reported as early as the 6th century according to Adomnán. A who? Adomnán, I think that's how it's a name. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, okay. who was the cousin of <laughs> a monk a monk named Columba. Adomnán wrote about the incident that he had about a century after it happened. So a must not have been alive whenever (laughs) Columba was alive. So he had a diary. Must have. St. Columba, who was an Irish monk, was staying in the land of Picts, which I looked up in his Northern Ireland. Perfect. He was there with his companions when he encountered the locals burying a man by the river Ness. The locals told him that the man was attacked by a water beast, which mauled him and took him under the water. Also known as a shark? <laughs> Basically. Columbus sent a follower named Moku Mokumin to swim across the river because that's what you do. Oh, somebody just died. Let me send one of my buddies in and see what happens. Maybe he was trying to find them next time. <laughs> the first time? Well, it's the second time, really. Yeah, but the one that saw him (laughs) died. Well, that's my point. So it's next time. The beast swam toward him, but Columba made the sign of the cross and said, Go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. And the beast stopped and moved as though it was being pulled back by ropes. And left. You said this was in Ireland? Yes. A little little sauce? (laughs) Maybe a little sauce. Okay. Oh, no. Loch Ness is in Scotland. He's Irish. It was in Scotland. Oh, but he's Irish, so... Well, the Scottish are known to... Oh, are they? Sorry, Scottish. I don't know that. I'm not Scottish. I am. (laughs) Okay, and you drink how much? Smidge. A Smirnoff once a month. If that. (laughs) Fair. Columbus' men and the Picts were thankful for what they believed was a miracle that the creature left. Also, so. time out. I thought you were Polish. I'm both. Well, oh. descended from both. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. And French and German as well. <laughs> oh, so you're just a mutt. I'm I'm a, a mutt. I'm a mitt. So is Brody. It's okay. The best of us one are one and the same. I mean, he's a little bit better than you. Skeptics questioned the narratives credibly, the narrative's credibility, saying that no, stories no involving shit. water. <laughs> hmm? No shit. <laughs> he said that stories involving water beasts were very common in midi- medieval hagiographies, which are the writings of the lives of saints. Thanks. I did not know what it was, so I had to look it up there. And a tale tail recycles a common motif from that time. While this is the most serious of the early sightings, all other claimed sightings before 1933 don't prove that there is a monster tradition. So I don't know what other ones said because I couldn't find it. Okay. The next sighting was by D. McKenzie in 1871 or 1872. I did not say which one. Oh, okay. It's one or the other. One or the other. He reported seeing an object resembling either a log or an upturned boat, wriggling and churning up the water. It moved slowly at first and disappeared at a faster speed. He sent his story to Rupert Gold, who was a British radio personality. And then, in 1934, shortly after interest in Nessie had increased, the modern interest was sparked... (laughs) <laughs> it's well, a very I, nice confused face that you've got i can't read <laughs> we know well i know okay the guy the Mackenzie, sent his story in 1934 but in 1933 okay. so I'm backtracked a little bit gotcha gotcha <laughs> um george spiker and his wife saw a most extraordinary form of an animal crossed the road in front of their car. They said it had a large body about four feet high and a 25-foot-long neck. 25-foot-long and then a long, wavy, narrow neck, slightly thicker than an elephant's trunk. Okay, so... So Loch Ness is, like, real big at the bottom and, like, real skinny on the way up the neck, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but here's my thing, and I think about this all the time because I watch so many true crime things... And they're always like, he was about six foot or, like, five foot ten. I couldn't tell you how tall somebody was if my life depended on Unless it. Unless you were, like, next to you are like, oh, they're the same height as me. Yeah, or, like, I mean, everybody's taller than me, so not everybody. I don't take that back. I have a coworker who's shorter than me. Um, but, like, if you ask me, I mean, I know your height because you're my best friend. But, like, if you ask me, I see eight other people Monday through Friday I Mm -hmm. could not tell you one of their heights. So when people are like, it was 25 feet tall. I'm like, I don't know how tall that is. And I'm assuming that they didn't say feet. It was probably meters. (laughs) True. Fair. Because God bless the USA. Yeah. But it was 25 foot long and 10 to 12 feet wide. 12 meters is, no, 10 foot is 4 meters. Roughly. Right? (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah, because I think one meter is like three feet. Yes. So it'd be like four meters. Whatever. (laughs) Anybody that does meters, I apologize. (laughs) Send us the correct conversion in reference to podcast at gmail.com. They saw no limbs. So apparently it's just like a potato wiggling across the road. It lurched across the road towards the loch, about 20 yards away, leaving a trail of broken undergrowth behind it. It has claimed the sightings increase after a road was built along the loch in early 1933, bringing workers and tourists to the formerly isolated area. What body of water is this in? Loch Ness. <laughs> oh. That's why it's called the Loch Ness. Sorry. <laughs> That's why it's called the Loch Ness monster. Oh, because it's called a Loch. Of Ness. <laughs> wow, it is a little bit after midnight here, and my mind has just been. Blo- I legitimately never knew that. I really thought the monster. Also, name was... did a story on this when we had the nationality fair because I was put in Scotland. <laughs> I don't remember where I. I wanted to be in Syria, but I wasn't allowed because it wasn't considered a European country. I mean, it's not considered a European country, but not everybody is has a European nationality. Well, you go tell our school district that because not fair. In 1933, I'm assuming this is supposed to say Hugh Gray. I typed Hi Gray. Hi Gray. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Hugh. Hugh Gray took the first photograph alleged to show the monster. It is slightly blurred and has been said if you look closely, you can see the head of a dog. On November twelfth, 1933, he took his Labrador for a walk and it is suspected the photo is of his dog fetching a stick from the lock. So, how a dog is like 12 foot wide beyond me. <laughs> He's a wiggling potato. <laughs> The original negative was lost. Hashtag, of course it was. <laughs> in 1963, jumping ahead a little bit, Maurice Burton, who was a zoologist, came into possession of two lantern slides, which is a photo slide that goes in a magic lantern, which is an early projector. Cause I did not know what lantern slides were. <laughs> is this a picture? Is that the surgeon's photograph? I don't know. It just says Wikipedia. Um, I don't think. I think that might be the surgeon's photo. We're getting there. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, when projected on screen, it revealed an otter rolling at the surface. In January 1934, Arthur Grant claimed to almost have hit the monster with his motorcycle around 1 a.m. on a moonlit night. According to him, it saw him and crossed back into the lock. He was a veterinary student and described it as a cross between a seal and a plesiosaur, which is a marine reptile from the late Triassic period. And when I looked it up, is what I thought the Loch Ness Monster would look like. But when I saw it, did you ever watch the Charlie the Unicorn videos? Yes. When they're like, it's a leopiridon. No, it's a magical leopiridon. That's all you think about when I saw that. Okay. I just lost my spot. Right. He gave a sketch to Maurice Burton, who said that the appearance and behavior was consistent with an otter. Most of is sighting due to the poor lighting of it being late at night. And then jumping back again. In 1934, Robert Kenneth Wilson, a London gynecologist, don't know why they supposed the need to say that was his profession. Because. Because he's has a doctor. What it has zero to do with an aquatic animal? But he's a doctor. I mean, tr- fair. But. Eh. So, Robert Kenneth Wilson took the first photo of Nessie's head and neck. He refused to have his name associated with the picture, and then it became known as the Surgeon's Photograph. Okay. Which I think is is the one that you looked up. it was. According to Wilson, he was looking at the lock when he saw the monster, grabbed his camera, and snapped four pictures. Only two were clear-ish. 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 As you you saw, the picture was not... It was ish. It was ish. The first reportedly shows a small head and back, and the second shows the head in a diving position... It was considered evidence of the monster for years. Skeptics dismissed it as driftwood, an elephant, an otter, or a bird. I feel like elephants weren't like native to Scotland in the 1930s. Are they now? (laughs) I I thought they were from Africa. Uh, Maybe, who knows? I mean, and otters and birds are not 12 foot wide. Yeah. Uh, since 1994 oh it's been agreed since 1930, 1994 that the photo was an elaborate hoax in 1938 a South African tourist named G.E. Taylor filmed something in the lock for 3 minutes on 16 millimeter color film the film was obtained by popular science writer Maurice Burton who did not share it with other researchers a single frame was published in his 1961 book, The Elusive Monster. An apt title. <laughs> he determined it was a floating object, not an animal. On 19 on August 15, 1938, William Fraser wrote a letter that the monster existed beyond doubt and expressed concern about a hunting party that arrived determined to catch the monster dead or alive. <laughs> Clearly they did not, because... They're still looking for Still looking. In December of 1954, sonar readings were taken in the lock. The crew noted a large object that kept pace with the vessel at a depth of 479 feet. It was detected for 2,600 feet before they lost contact with it. Which, the lock must be pretty deep. (laughs) If it's 400, almost 500 feet down. On July 29th, 1955... Peter McNabb took a photo that that depicted two long black humps in the water. It was published by the Weekly Scotsman on October 23rd, 1958. And Arthur Ronald Binns wrote that the phenomenon which McNabb photographed could easily have been a wave effect. Resulting from three trawlers, which are fishing boats that pull nets, fishing nets deep down in the water. That would be traveling closely together up the lock. On May twenty first, stuttered over that one. It's May day after my birthday. It not you weren't even alive yet, but it it is a day after your birthday. Just saying. May twenty first, nineteen seventy seven. Little just slightly before you were born. Anthony Doc Shields took some of the clearest pictures of the monster to this day. Shields, a magician and psychic. Right. Claimed to have summoned the animal from the water. Yeah, okay. Later he described it as an elephant squid, claiming the long neck is actually the squid's trunk. Due to a lack of ripples, most call it a hoax, and call it the Loch Ness Muppet because of the staged look. Yeah. On May 26th, 2007. Six days after my birthday. After you were born. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Fifty-five-year-old lab tech Gordon Holmes taped what he said was this jet-black thing, about 46 feet long, moving fast in the water. Where did you get forty-four from? (laughs) Forty-six. I looked right at it. And you said it multiple times. I did. It's late. Forty-six foot. That's true. When was the last time you saw twelve forty-seven a.m.? Twelve forty-eight. Thursday. But I was researching another story. <laughs> Watching well Ghost prepared. Adventures. Alright, a uh, marine biologist named Adrian Shine was interviewed and suggested the footage was an otter, a seal, or a water bird. Apparently, everybody thinks Nessie's is like a hybrid of different animals, probably. <laughs> On August twenty fourth, two thousand eleven, day before my birthday, an image thought to be Nessie was found. <laughs> Was found to later be a bloom of algae and zooplankton. I guess from like, uh, like an aerial photo. Oh, I was like... Not like in the water, like above it. Plankton's so small. Was he at the chum bucket? A bloom bucket? is like a crapload of it. But I understand, but was he at the chum bucket? I don't think it was the chum bucket. Huh. Were they trying to get to the crusty crab? Yeah. Trying get to some... get the secret formula. Yep. Imagination. (laughs) On April 19th, 2014, a satellite image on Apple Maps showed what looked to be a big creature. Many thought it was Nessie. Explanations were either a wake from a boat or floating wood. I also didn't know Apple Maps were a thing. Well, I mean, they have their own app, but... Uh, no offense, Apple users. I have an iPhone for work. Don't use Google Maps. Well, I use Apple Maps. Apple. Apple. Apple, because until recently, Google Maps didn't work with... You didn't want to use Waze? No, it didn't work with... Apple? iPhone? GPS? (laughs) Chevy, my CarPlay, CarPlay, Apple CarPlay in the Chevy My Link. Gotcha. And so I had to use Apple Maps and because I didn't like the voice, I muted it. So I always have to watch my maps because. So you don't, you don't get lost. Yeah, but I did it all through travel season this year and didn't, I messed up like twice, but that's like, I mean, that's like pretty good. Especially for the whole travel season. Yeah, it's like six weeks long. Eight? I uh, do It's too long. All right. In 2015, Google com- commemorated the 81st anniversary of the surgeon's photo with a Google doodle. Yeah. Where users could explore the lock above and below the water. The creature has been affectionately called Nessie since the 1940s. No gender. Nope. Was that it? No. Oh, you like stopped like <laughs> just stared at me. 2017 was a record year of sightings. There was only 11, but that's a lot for a mythical beast. <laughs> there is a theory that Nessie has been discovered by the British government and it is hiding from the pub- and, and is hiding it from the public because of a tug of war between two museums. The Natural History Museum. <laughs> wanted Nessie to go to England and the Royal Scottish Museum believed if Nessie existed, the remains of the monster should remain in Scotland. Now, I I read that and I was like, does that mean that both museums already believe that the the Loch Ness monster is already dead just like floating somewhere? There is now developments in the search for Nessie. A global group of scientists are going to comb the lock for environmental DNA called eDNA. Which they hope will let them know if there's any truth behind the legend. eDNA is data collected from shed feathers, feces, and urine, leaving behind DNA clues. They said if they don't find anything, that they will still learn more about the body of water. The scientists are open to the idea of Nessie and that there are things out there that are yet to be discovered. The results of the research is made to be public in 2019. So, maybe there will be a part two or a follow-up to this story in the future. Fingers crossed! Fingers crossed! That's it. Got my fingers crossed, ready. Hope I get a jobby. <laughs> but yes, that's, that's the end of my search for Loch Ness. So, do you think Loch Ness exists? It could. I don't know. Apparently, I'm, I did read other things that said they have already, like, they've, like, searched all of it. But, obviously they didn't if they haven't found anything. Or, obviously, they... Did or and they didn't. Apparently, doesn't the, exist. And the British government's hiding it. I'm just saying, it's kind of like the ghost thing and the UFO thing. Like it's 2018. True. If the shit existed, did you know that Pennsylvania has a Loch Ness type monster? No. The Racetown Ray. <laughs> never seen it. Did you? You never heard about it? No. Yeah, apparently, Raystown Lake, they have a... Although, there are some pretty big fish that are in Raystown Lake. I mean, like, I've swam in there and survived, so... I mean, I've also swam in the ocean and survived. True. I also survived the Titanic and the Holocaust. (laughs) It's my claim to fame. (laughs) You're like, I am a survivor. (laughs) I'm a survivor. Um, Are you immortal? Is that what you're trying to say? Basically. But no, seriously, when I went to the Holocaust Museum, like, they give you a name. Yeah. And my person survived. I don't remember what their name was, sorry. I did that at the Discovery Center. Yeah. And then, I did not survive. <laughs> yeah, we did the Titanic. And I survived the Titanic, too. But you, listen. You weren't Jack, then. Right, I wasn't Jack, and I would have shared my door. I probably wouldn't have, like, be let's like, get uh, real. Go for it. Like, but really that was the only door floating around. Yeah, I mean, I would have been like, uh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Hashtag selfish. (laughs) Hashtag sucks to suck. (laughs) Alright, um, I'm going to be real. I don't think Loch Ness exists. Probably not, but it's fun to think about. It's kind of like Bigfoot and the Yeti. That's probably just a tall dude in this costume. Yeah. It's not my dad. I was going to say, it. it's probably just my dad, but he's not tall, so. The Unabomber. <laughs> Don't be calling my dad that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> my dad is not the Unabomber. He just randomly shows up just whenever like we're creeping. talking. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, somebody knocks on my door in the next three minutes and hey. it's my dad. <laughs> and...
0: What are he you guys talking about? He
1: doesn't have a car, so I don't know how he would get here. He just <laughs> walked the whole way here. Um, all right. Well, you can email us at in reference to podcast at gmail.com. I literally almost said, and that's why we. Many <laughs> <laughs> questions you have, you can email them and ask. Yeah, ask them. Um, follow us at, in reference to podcast on Instagram. Or follow Brody, who has his face buried in a blanket because he's hashtag over it, um, at Brody the Shepherd Mix. He's not snoring this time, though. No. He's in that deep sleep. What Um, story do you have in store for us next time? Oh, I'm not going to lie. It's a rough one. Um, It was called The Greensburg Six. So listen next time tune in not gonna find Loch Ness but but we might gotta come back next time Bye -bye. Bye bye